0: Hello everyone and welcome to the latest special edition Wolves Fancast. What a day to be a Wolves fan. Who saw it coming? Who didn't see it coming? Get your likes and comments and subscribe subscribe in right from the start. They've got with me Luke, Jordan and Adam Price. Guys, hit me with it. What's your feelings <coughs> on the news today? Nuno is leaving the Molyneux, leaving us behind. Not not for pastures, new. Yet, maybe that's on the horizon. What's your What's your thoughts? So I'll come to you first, Luke. Do you know what? It's it's shocking.
1: It, it's a shocking one. I mean, obviously, we've all had the conversation over the last couple of months. Um, there's been lots of debate, especially on on social media, about should Nuno stay, should Nuno go. But who who would have expected it two days before? Well, is it two days before the, the last game of the season? Um, I thought if a decision was going to be made, it would have been early into next season. Um, I thought we, I did think that we was going to give him the summer, give him another transfer window, um, see how we started next season, and then take it from there. Um, so for it to happen today, it's it's shocking. It is shocking, and I think it's caused a, a right wave amongst the Wolves fans.
0: I think we all like to think we're a bit in the know where it comes to Wolves. You're always looking at social media, seeing like you know, the likes of um, John Percy, you're looking for the likes of Tim Spears to finally release something beforehand. Um don't think anyone had a whiff that it was actually gonna happen today. Uh what what's what's your opinion on it, Jordan? Did I know you are you, to and froing and whether you wanted him to, to be in the summer, but it's finally happened now. What's your what's your feelings now? It actually has happened but I said it after the Spurs pod that
2: um, I kind of thought that it would probably, I thought that I generally thought that there was this potential crossroads where I thought a mutual termination could happen. Um, I didn't think it'd be announced how it's been announced. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm really, you know, like, I was sort of, again, we've we had this conversation loads of times about the pendulum of where you are on it. And, the the last you know the performance haven't been great and I, I still wanted to give him the pre I wanted I wanted Frozen to back him basically and give him I thought he had enough in the bank to have another ten games. I, I thought when he went you know when he does leave I didn't think it'd hurt as much as it does. Like now it's almost like shit. He's, he's actually got Well he's going his knee's he? gone now and it's almost like you're looking at it now and I'm thinking there's no there's no. Communication from the club down, so we don't actually know what Fosen are thinking, Jeff She's thinking, the manager's gone. Like we've got half a squad, <laughs> we've got so many question marks about the whole team now. And Nuno yeah. going just adds to all these questions that I think honest to God, no, it's gone from being a massive summer anyway, with recruitment and everything, to we you know, we could quite easily kick on. You see, you know, people hire a new manager and they go up another level, like it could happen. We could, we could. The grass could be greener, but you see a lot of stuff where it just goes fucking south quick. And you know what? Next season, if you're looking at it now, if you predicted where Wolves are going to come next season, I think we could generally finish anywhere between fourth and twenty because you just don't know, do you? Genuinely, so it's it's just mental. Um, yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm good. At his, I, I'm actually genuinely good. He's gone, but I do think that if it had carried on in the same vein it has done for another ten games, I think his reputation would have been
0: tarnished. Adam, I feel like um, you were sort of the one of the long-standing members of the fancaster who were sort of new now in for the majority of last season. We sort of maybe petered out towards the end. What's what's your opinion of it today? How do you read into the mutual consent statement of the uh, news? You know what I mean. There's um, <clears throat> there's always an element of of
3: shock to some degree when this sort of, when this sort of thing happens, but for me, I, I can't say I was surprised. To be honest, I, we've all heard like the murmurings, you know, of, of what's gone. We all know how the season has gone. It just, for me, I'm not the only one that's noticed. For that pretty much the whole of this season, Nuno just at times seemed like he, almost like he wanted to be anywhere but here. Um, we know that the, the the last fifteen months has been heavy on a lot of people, and he's been quite vocal about how it's affected him. So he's got he his own perhaps personal reasons as well as professional reasons as to why he's felt that he's done his time here. Um and when you factor in from Folsen's side that you know they're pop they're not going to be happy with where we are in the league. I know they come out early in the season and they said to to an effect, I'll paraphrase but they said that we're happy to write the season off as it is. We're happy to accept a mid you know mid-table season based upon what's happened. I think privately they're not happy with, with where we are, with how how bad the performances have been at times this season, how bad or how stale the performances have been this season. And I just think normally when that term, mutual, term, uh, mutual agreement, mutual consent comes out, we all know, secretly, I think we all know that that's basically translated into, you've been asked to leave, basically. That's what mutual consent pretty much normally means. But this time, I can actually see. I really can see it being a mutual agreement between both parties. I can see Nuno just saying, "Look, I'm frazzled. I'm not enjoying it. Really, we can see how unhappy he's been. He's just not. He just doesn't look, look happy." I can see him saying to, to Jeff, "Look, I, I just I need a break for a bit. I want to go away, see my family." And I can see Jeff saying, "Okay, fine. You know, we've not been we've not been great this season for a whole multitude of reasons, which we're probably going to get into now. So." Yeah, fine. If if you want to walk away from if you want to walk away fine, you know, we'll give you a bit of money, there you go, off you go. Off into the sunset, you go. And we'll go and find someone else and, like, as George says, hopefully, try and push on. Although, obviously, what it raises now is a million more questions around what the, what the player is thinking, what, what's going to happen to the backroom staff, et cetera, et cetera. Is the whole, is the whole backroom staff going to go with Nuna, or Will they stick around if we're hiring a new Portuguese manager? These are all questions that we can discuss now and probably what questions we waiting to be a- uh, answered in the next few weeks.
0: We're only sort of seven minutes into the, the so far, and I feel like we could talk about for, for six weeks. There's a lot of questions still to be answered. Just initial on him, Nuno, actually joining Spurs this summer. What's your, what's your opinions on that possibility of that actually happening, Jordan? I think it's likely.
2: Um I think it's likely. To be honest with you we, we had this conversation as well during you know some of the podcasts where Nuno's stock it's you know he's got he's got a relatively high stock still for what he's done for Wolves and um this season has tarnished it slightly. Not a lot, but he's his stock was probably at his highest point before we played Sevilla last year. <clears throat> um for him he prob- you know Spurs we were in the you know they're a bigger club than us, let's be honest. They're a bigger club than us. They're like a new stadium. They've got a lot of money. Um, he, If Spurs offered him the job, he would not turn that down, in my opinion. Um, and I think that the likelihood is if he does go to Spurs, again, I, I think he goes with everyone's blessings, really, although it'd be weird to see him in, a, in the Premier League still. But the, a new manager going into Spurs, or how Nuno might see, is Harry Kane's probably going to get sold for 100 to million. million pound. He's going to have all that money there to just spend on his own squad. You know what I mean? I think that I wouldn't be surprised, and again, this is going to be really unpopular, but I put in our WhatsApp earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if Kane got sold for 150 million quid and then Spurs come for Neves and Jimenez for like 100 million. I, I, could, I could just see it already. And like Mendes is involved with Spurs in some way as well. The money is just, the Mendes money will carry on going around that little carousel. We'll get our commissions off it and then we'll be able to go and spend the money ourselves. If what is led to believe is that we've got a sell to buy, it all just seems to, all the dots seem to join up for me.
1: I think me, with the Spurs move, though, if he was to go to Spurs, and that says to me it's more of, more so Nuno's choice than thousands And I think that's what, what I want to know, who initiated the conversation first. Because somebody had to bring it up, didn't they, for us to be at this point now. So ha- have Nuno gone to Folsom <laughs> and said, look, I'm not really enjoying it. I'm not happy for, A, I don't think you're backing me. Or B, I've been offered the Tottenham job or I'm interested in the Tottenham job or another job on the continent, maybe. Or C, is he, is he homesick? Because, you know, that's, that's been talked about quite a lot. And has COVID made him realise, you, you know, I'd rather be with my family than manage to have to own football club? And I think once we get to the bottom of, of that, then we'll know a hell of a lot more. Um, but like you said, I think if, if he did take the Tottenham job, I think he goes with everyone's best wishes because, you know, he's propelling himself in, in his career. Um, I think from my point of view, I'll always have a lot of time for Nuno and what he's done for Wolves because you can't deny the job that he's done. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but things have felt a bit stale for probably about 12 months now, maybe even a little bit longer, where the football hasn't been great. I think it's the first time that he, fans have really questioned him as our manager. Um, and I think it makes sense for him to go on now, more so than if, imagine we started the season poorly next season. I think it just ruins and tarnishes his legacy. And then you, you, you're in that Arsenal-Wenger situation then, aren't you? Because Wenger doesn't get enough respect on his name from Arsenal fans than he should. But with Nuno going now, I think there'll always be that level of respect on his name, always, and that's important.
3: If he was to hang on to the job, you'd, you'd have, like Arsenal had that Wenger in, Venga out for years and years... You, and obviously we, get, we have the new Nuno in, no out clans, don't <coughs> we, on Wolves Twitter. That would just, that'd just keep going forever, wouldn't it? Because yeah. you'd always have the ones who keep going back to say, look at what he's done for us, look at what he's done for us. Even though you can see he might not have been taking the club forward anymore. You've got those people who cling on to his previous achievements, even though he might not be in the best interest of the club anymore. Um, I think for me, with the Tottenham job, I know it's been reported that he's not—he's not in contention, but I'm wondering whether they will be looking at Nuno anyway. To be honest, because I think, you know, Tottenham—I just for whatever I think—they'd have the, the height, the, the, their their set a bit higher than Nuno. I think I think they'd be looking at like established European managers who've been in the Champions League for a long time, rather than—I don't to use the term gambling on Nuno, but rather than putting their stock in him. To say, yeah, you took Wolves up from the championship, and you've you, you got two seventh place finishes, great. But is that going to work for us? And, and and as you said, you know he, he he would potentially be going to a Spurs job. He's just just going to sell their their star player, so he's got a, he's got a rebuild job there. I don't know. For me, I I don't really see I don't really see it happening. Um, I'm just looking at a face value at the minute, where I just think he just look as I said before, he just looks a bit. He just looks a bit frazzled, and he just wants to just step away from it for a bit. To be honest, I can't. Given that his demeanour for the last twelve months, I can't. I'll be so I'll be so shocked if he then decides to, to step in at Spurs and start start straight from there and just carry on going. I think he just looks like yeah, he could do with some just a bit of time away. I think that's what my
1: view. Is anyway. Where do you sit on it, Dan? Because I know we've had
0: some well, debates over By the last couple of months. That again, sorry.
1: Sorry, I was just going I was just saying where do you sit on it? Because I know we've had loads <laughs> of debates over, over the last few months. Um so how have you taken the news?
0: Yeah, I'm losing. You know, if it's in regards to whether Nuno goes to to Tottenham, I, don't, I personally don't see it myself. I think I'll sort of reiterate what Price said. I, don't, I think they'll be looking for a more established coach. As good as Nuno's done a job for us, you look at his um, his CVs, he's, he's not won anything
3: mm,
0: yeah. of, of note, really, has he? As, as a coach, even like when he was manager of Porto, he bottled the league title there. Um, I know you're like a conspiracy, Luke. People might have thought that Dockerty joining Spurs last summer would have been. In the lead up for Nuno going there, but that would that would have meant that Mourinho cocked up the Spurs job on purpose, which isn't that far <laughs> from a conspiracy <laughs> point of view, is it? Um, just a quick one: is, is the manner in which Nuno's left today <coughs> ideal for you, or would it? Would you rather Wolves maybe got another seventh place finish last season and then he got poached by someone else? It's a
1: good question. That is. I mean, if he's got been poached by someone else, you kind of don't mind that because it shows he's done a good job. But I think we've had the season's gone now. I think I'm, I'm glad that it's happened now, more so than you know, if it happened late August or something or the, the, the beginning of October and he got poached. Because all right, we can get the manual game out of the way. It's a dead rubber anyway. So we can use that as a bit of a, a send off for Nuno. You know, there'll be four and a half and fans there that can send him off, give him the send-off. Well, it's not even the send-off he deserves because he deserves a full Israel really, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we can start early as well because mm-hmm. from Foulson should be looking for the next gaffer now, which the, obviously they are. Um, but get, in, get the new gaffer in charge nice and early. Everyone, you know, he can have the discussions with, with Foulson, um about what budget he's got. You know, how he sees the squad, what sort of style of football he wants to bring in. He's gonna have a full pre season. Um, so we'll be able to get his tactics in, the, you know, get his ideas across to the players, have a good look at what players suit his style and what don't. So, you know, there's gonna and you know what? It kind of makes the summer a bit more exciting because if we're getting a new gaffer, at, and have to back him. There's zero excuses there. Absolute zero. If they would have saved this season, our net spend was around 10 or 15 million. You can't really argue it, but with a new manager, for me, they've got a if, if we get, say, 100 million in on player sales this summer, Bolson have got to spend about 230. They've got to back this, this new manager now.
0: The thing that what, my biggest concern at the moment is because of the, the mentality of the fan base at the moment with it being sort of well on the negative side. If we don't appoint a manager that is that resembles a bit of excitement, he loses his first three or four games and that toxicity, that could really take us down next season. You know what Wolves fans are like you yeah. under, uh, after Mick McCarthy left? Yeah. That, my biggest concern is you, 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 you're hearing names like Bruno Bruno Large. Um, who else has been mentioned, guys? Just, just give me some names. I have to yeah, no, I really so, anyone. That's fun so
3: Paulo
0: oh, Fonseca has been mentioned, Eddie yeah. um, Howe. <laughs> who, what manager are you wanting this summer, lads? Just, just on the spot, just give me one quick name, Luke.
1: See, I, I, I'd go for IVB. And I know a lot of people will laugh at that and say, oh, no, he's, you know, he's shit. Well, <laughs> I'd go for IVB. I think he's, he's a man, he, he's bigger than Nuno. So, already automatically, that's a step up for the club. So, AVB, that's one name for me. I mean, I've got a couple of names right down here, but first one, AVB.
0: Jordan, what about you? With obviously, other names in the hat. Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard. What do you think of them sort of names being linked <sighs> to the club? I can't, I can't see it happening. I think they're
2: going to stick to the tried and trusted, aren't they? I think it's going to be... It's probably going to be a Portuguese manager. And... You know, I've I'd, 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 you know, if you're asking me, I, I don't know a lot about this this l- lagger or whether you know, I don't I don't know enough about him to say whether I think he'd be a good fit or not. I'd like that con- consensao from Porto, like just for watching them in the Champions League and how they went to Juventus and played. That's the sole of football we're screaming out for. <coughs> um, Rafa, I think Rafa would be a very safe bet, and he's so I think he's so underestimated as a manager. He's done a fantastic job with Newcastle. Obviously, Liverpool. He did a good job there. Chelsea fans didn't really give him much respect, but that's because of that Liverpool Chelsea hatred. But I think he'd do a good job. Um, and yeah, I think there's so many names you could look at and go that could do a job, like someone like Lampard. <laughs> not really for me. The, the, the interesting one, and I know Luke's going to laugh, and you lot are going to laugh because all this Liverpool shit that keeps coming out, bollocks. But still, I think Stephen Gerrard would be quite an interesting name. I like because, their uh, you know what? I know really Scott. I know the Scottish League is what it is, but Celtic had done not won nine, you know, nine trophies in a row. He's gone there, he's upset the apple cart, did well in Europe, you know. Um, we got to the quarterfinals in Europe, yeah, unbeaten in the league. Like, he probably needs a step before that Liverpool job as well. And I, I'm not saying we we're a stepping stone club, but. He, they're going to want to see him do it in the Premier League so I, I wouldn't be averse to Gerard. either but out of everyone if to you know if you're asking me I I'd, I'd think I'd appoint Rafa I'd give you Rafa obviously
3: uh, it's, for, for me there's a couple of angles you look at it if you want to keep the con- basically we, we as a club have, have gone lock, stock and barrel in Portuguese people haven't we we've gone you know and to keep that Continuity going? Do you then look to a a lot? I, I don't know. I don't Pronounce his surname, Bruno Lager Do you go with Conseil von Seckert? I don't know. Do you, you, you keep that continuity purely for the players and the backroom staff who are already at the club? If you go with someone like a Rafa, I think you. I don't know. I think you're treading on dodgy ground there because for the last twelve months we've been bored by our style of play. And that's not going to get any more exciting when you appoint Rafa Benitez. We all we all know what he what he can do. He's a master tactician. Sometimes that that can also be a weakness of his. He can overthink things. But he's got titles that he can point to to say this is this is what I've won. If you if he was to come here, everyone needs to be in no illusion that it's not going to be pretty. What we're going to be watching It's going to be functional football. We may get. Get results, but it ain't going to be pretty, boys. Let's face it. Um, talk of talk of Lampard for me is like a non-complete non-starter. I don't think that that's going to happen in any way, shape, or form. Gerard is an interesting one. I think I, I agree agree what George said. He's obviously his eyes are firmly, completely fixed on the Liverpool job whenever that that comes round. But he does need or will need a Premier League job before he goes and does that there's there's other there's other examples in the world of football where you know clubs appoint the next player and it goes well you know Barcelona, Barcelona tend to do it quite a lot and it just seems to work so it could work you know, he could go straight to Liverpool and get a job but it will be an interesting choice for us his stock is going to be high at the minute, given what he's just done with Rangers Um I don't know how much they've asked for like compensation for him, or re- whether he might even want the job. He might want to stay at Rangers and have a crack at the Champions League with them. Well, not probably won't get very far, but you know it's an interesting one. I think for me, if I was picking <sighs> purely because we've got such an investment in the Portuguese staff, the players, and potential upheaval, I would stick to a Portuguese manager. I would go with someone like a Conceição. So. It's exciting, exciting choice. <sighs> Uh, Port. We, we seem to be going to Porto for you know any anyone these days, like players or what have you, And then, then I'm not sure if they still got their money trouble, So whether they might appreciate some compensation money going their way, but if if we could, yeah, that be that's where I'd like to see us go. Get console yeah. Saring
2: for me on all that, and that's sort of why I said I uh, I'm not averse to you know him coming in or Bruno Lago or, or any of these <laughs> you know Fon Fonseca or whatever, but. As a club now, do we need to break that mold of just relying on Portuguese players and managers? I know it's like quite a a boring thing that people, a slur that people throw at us at Wolves, oh, it's Portugal FC, all this sort of stuff. But for us to move on or potentially break away, is this where we draw the line under the sand and go, right, we're going to do it this way now? Because there's nothing wrong with people bringing in players, the trust and stuff, but. Our, our transfer windows and policy for the last, what, four or five windows we've said hasn't really worked. So, if you bring in a Portuguese manager and we carry on with that same market and that same mold, are we just basically like what they say about insanity, just repeating ourselves and thinking there'll be like a new, there'll be a different result when reality is it hasn't really been working already? Like, that's what I mean. Do we break the mold now? Because I think that, again, it could make or break us, but I don't think we're actually going to know unless we take that. Step outside of what we've been doing.
3: I guess ultimately, you want someone I'll who
0: quickly put you all on the spot. <clears throat> I'm
3: sorry, sorry go, on go
0: on, carry on, Price. I'll, I'll jump back with my question in
3: a second. I was just going to say, um that ultimately, yeah, it will be a hard breakaway if you, if you break that that mould. I guess ultimately, you want someone coming in who you know, has got quality and who you know is going to take us forward. It'd be Portuguese, That that's fine. If if a new guy comes in who's not, he'll have to acclimatise to, to, you know, to the people he's got around him. It's a lot easier to move one person in there than he's a whole backroom staff, you know. So it's, it's interesting. It's, inter- it's interesting, you know. I, I've known Foson. They've probably got, someone in the pipeline i don't think this has been dropped on Nuno today i think you know they probably had private chats about it up before now and Foson will probably have the wheels turning to get someone in you know probably by early next week you know as soon as the season's finished we could have a successor in i mean they were swift in getting zenger in after jacket you know so they, they might have people lined up let's wait and see
0: you'd hope so with the the sort of form that we've we've ended this season hypothetically once we got Jimenez back in pre-season do you think Nuno would have took us down? Nah What next season? No fair enough we'll move on (coughs) anyone? (laughs) I don't think so No it's too much quality in the squad isn't
2: there? like I think and People thinking that we'd go with we sleepwalk into relegation, I think, stupid as well. Um, I, I think I know Stu, I think, might, might have said that, but I don't agree with that for, for a second. But I don't know,
1: we, I think we people just, just we're we're and you can't say that we were in a battle this season. There was points we were looking over our shoulder. There's no way you can say no, that, I we think wasn't.
2: I think that. I know, I think that's fair as well. I do think that's fair. I think we were squeaky bum a few times, a little bit, but because
1: uh, the, the, did we not, not winning. Ten or 1, one, one in ten or thirteen or something. At one point, the form was atrocious, and you know I don't want to throw Slander on on Nuno's name. But let's not forget the football's been,
2: it's been suspect this season. Yeah, it, it has. Yeah, I, I think we, I, I think we're too, it's famous saying it. Yeah, I think we're too. I think even now, I think we're too good of a squad to go down. And that's probably.
1: But you know what? I, I I always used to think, oh yeah, Southside too good to go down, Southside too good to go down. Until we got relegated from the championship, and then I realised I no one's too good to get down to get relegated from any league. I don't think you can rest on that.
3: I don't think we would have gone there. I don't think it would have been pretty at all. I think we would have just stumbled our way to like a 16th, 15th position, somewhere like that. I think you there would have been we would have gone on a rut, like we have done this season already, and then. We'd have just picked up four or five games where, like, we'd have got ten points or twelve points out of it, as we've seen this season. of like Adama yeah. would have just dug us out of a hole at some point. It would have been pretty by any stretch, but I don't think I don't think we would have would have gone there. I, I can't see that. Not not for me.
0: We've just spoke whether the um, backroom staff will follow new. Now, if a new gaffer comes in, he more than likely want to keep his own staff. Where does that leave the likes of Connor Cody, which has sort of been a, the mainstay in Nuno's style of play since joining Wolves?
1: He's gone. I can't... I, I don't see a new manager keeping him. I think one of the... I think any new manager that comes in, he's going to spend for the defence straight away. And I can see Cody getting the bullet. I think... Again, I don't want to put slander on Cody's name because of how good he's been for the club the last couple of years, or well, the last four or five, six years. But I think Nuno helped him massively, especially with the formation that was tried and tested for so long. Nuno helped Cody massively. Um I, I suppose it I suppose it all, it all depends on what sort of formation a new is gonna play. But if a new manager came in like say A V B, you're thinking a four three three or a four, two, three, one. I can't see Cody, I don't know, I don't think, uh, I couldn't see another manager having the trust in him that um, that Nuno had and I think he would be one who would get the bullet and I think we could see a bit of a shake-up this season as well. I think, um, you know, Moutinho might be moved on because of his age. Um, there might be a few a few surprises this season that leave the club, but at the same time, it might be just what, what's needed. Because in my opinion, this season it's gone so stale that something something needs to change. Just needs a needs to be freshened up a little bit.
3: I think um, talking Cody, he owes Nuno the like last couple of of his career, doesn't he? Because Nuno and the staff have made Cody. We all knew him as like a function a functional midfield player, stroke right back. He was a modern day Neil Emblem. Yeah, he was a utility man, wasn't he? He was just yeah. I have got a I've got a I've got a position to fill. Cody, just just do us a favour and just, you know, yeah. fill that fill that hole for us, so to speak. And um and then all of a sudden he's like one preseason later, he's turned into this like Libero Grande, he's sweep sweeper centre back. He's like spraying balls out and now he's in the England squad. I think we as fans are always extra critical of our own players. So, you know, and Cody's Bore a bit of a brunt to that this season. Um, it just depends, how, like, what a new manager comes, in, whether he thinks he, he thinks the same way. Has he been watching as closely as as we have? Because on the outside, you see Conor Cody. You see how great he's, he's got into the England squad. He's, he scored after a couple of caps. He's, everyone thinks he's like this um, sweeper who can play it from the back, sweeping passes. There's a lot of the, to, outside of the club, a lot of people don't see the weaknesses that we tend to see. But. Um, yeah i i'm i'm not I, it, it's such a such a weird summer ahead now because everyone it's almost like now everyone's up for grabs isn't it in the way everyone no one's position is safe now really apart from the, a few obvious ones like your your Jimenez and Neto's and everyone's there for the reasons it just seems it just appears now that everyone you can make a case now for anyone leaving to be honest
1: I mean, we we could be in a position where the certain players who have grown under Nuno. And they're quite loyal to him, and if and have have sort of made the decision to get rid of Nuno, that could get their backs up.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: I don't believe as well. Don, I'll do, but there's still so many questions that need need asking
0: and answering. Jordan, you mentioned earlier that you sort of could envisage Nuno taking, like, maybe uh, Jimenez and Never to his next job, and he could take care of him. It depends, doesn't it?
2: Because again, like if he got again, we were talking hypotheticals here. We're talking like he could potentially end up at Spurs. I could quite, you know, he was man of the match Sky, on last Sunday. I think deservedly so. You know, he shouldn't have to have made so many clearance and blocks he had to, but I didn't think he put a foot wrong in that game, really. Um, but Thing is, like, if he moves to another English club, a lot of people like his like price, he just said, there, like, have got Cody in like, high esteem. And I think that if he does go to Tottenham, I could see him go, Oh, you know, oh, they're, they're shit at the back, aren't they? Um, like, they, if they say if Nuno goes to Levy, yeah, dire, dire yeah. levels, yeah. Oh. If, 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 um, if Nuno went to Daniel Levy I need 15 million quid for Connor Cody, you're looking to go, England squad on the rise. Um, leader in that Southgate loves him. Like, it, the, the, all these this criteria just go, yep, yeah, there you go, 15 million, done. Like, he, he just would, he just buy him. Obviously, if he goes wherever he might end up, obviously, it's going to be a different scenario. I think that, like we've alluded to, though, I, I genuinely know, um, I thought this could happen, <laughs> you know, walking, but the way it's happened and now everything's just up in the air, like, which feels like we haven't got any control. And uh, genuinely, like you said, like, I think any player could go. You don't know who's loyal to Nuno, who isn't. Like the big one for me is a dame with Troy Allray, And what you read about, you know, Nuno's apparently been fighting to get Troy Allray's new contract. I think Foes have looked at Troy Allray and gone, he's the one we're going to cash in this summer. And I think that might be part of the the friction, as it were, behind the scenes that might end up coming out in the in the wash. Um yeah, it's just mental. Like gen- genuinely, it's going to be exciting. In terms of, it's just all going to be new. We're going to be loads of signings. We're probably going to lose a lot, but it it's, it could we could be anything next season. Like we could be cannon fodder, but we could be like I say the grass could be greener. So with Palace, didn't you? Went was it Ronald? Was it no Frank de Boer it, they hired or Ronald, One of them, wasn't it? Frank, yeah, Frank, yeah. And the lost eight game, the first eight games of the season, Frank, yeah. I'm not, I'm not wishing that off thinking, but that genuinely, I've, I feel like that could happen to us. But but at the same time we could win our first eight games like it's all hypothetical but
3: and, yeah. they, and, they, and, they, and they sacked and they him after the fourth one
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just on but he went in there with like right we the because I think he replaced um was it I can't remember who he replaced now might have been Warnock can it um but basically it was like they want to play oh no Pulis wasn't it he replaced Pulis and they were like. Dubois is gonna come in, we're gonna play this new style of football. Here's all his new players. It <laughs> just fuck it just went tick up, didn't it? Like, and that's what I, I pray doesn't happen here. Because I, I genuinely think that we could the grass could be greener and we I see it so often, but I just pray we don't do a palace. I pray it doesn't go
0: that way. is an, is a new style of football mandatory under the new coach? I mean, what if you had like a better coach? come in trying to play the same type of football that Nuno played, but he has a bit more uh, credibility to bring in better players to play that formation. Would you be happy sticking with the uh, sort of 3-4-3 three, three, uh, counter-attacking style of play that we've we've got used to under Nuno, which got us into the Europa League? Yeah, Boris, Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Um,
2: I wouldn't...
3: I would say, yeah, I would say it's, it's, that's fine to, to, to keep the same way. I mean, there's always, an, whenever a new coach comes in, there always seems to be like a tendency of, I've got to make my stamp on this mark, on this team, by, you know, changing, changing something. Now, the only time that's really worked and that's not happened was when Ranieri went in at Leicester and didn't, didn't change a thing and won, won the league, essentially, because the team was set up already to succeed. Now, obviously, we're not at that. that we're not at that stage, you know. We've gone, we've gone backwards a bit. Um, so, if a new guy comes in, I'd, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be averse to, to him, like to you know, uprooting everything and starting again. I think there's a, a nucleus there that, that can succeed. For me, I, I don't see the need for him to completely rip up everything and start again. Just work on the things that aren't that aren't particularly working for us as well, and obviously. Yeah, I don't want to get bogged down with the mitigants of, of, of injuries hampering this season. But you know, if all being well, if you get to like a, a strong squad next season, a healthy squad, or, or near as damn it, then I don't think I don't know. I'm not sure massively if, if uprooting everything and starting again is going to be the way to go.
0: For me, um, What's your opinions.
2: For me, it's all about. Uh, it's a result. football's a results business, end of. Like, If you're pragmatic, there's nothing wrong with being pragmatic, which is why I'm sort of saying, out of that list, because of our knowing better, I think, well, out of the lot, I think Rafa would be a good fit. I don't mind. Pragmatic football, it's all about results and winning football matches. If we have a pragmatic style and we win football games, the fans aren't going to care. We've been pragmatic under Nuno for four years. The, 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 the problems... And the the chat and the negativities <laughs> come when the reports have dipped, And there's been reasons for that, obviously, like we said. But there's been nothing wrong with a pragmatic football up until, you know, we us getting a quarter final of the Europa League and finishing seventh. I, 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 of course, I want to see us playing exciting football, but I'd much rather get three points. I know that's very cliché to say, but
0: I think that's all that foes will care about as well. Hit me with it, Luke. I can see you pondering the the uh, the cogs and working. I can see it.
1: No, you know what? Like with with the new Gaffer, whatever formation he plays, you know, I'm, I'm not really that bothered. Just as long as we see football that's a bit more forward thinking than Nuno. I, I just always felt with Nuno, as great as he was, um, especially the last 12 or 14 months, he always played with the handbrake on. Like his his philosophy <laughs> seemed. More Like, let's not lose more than let's try and win. And I think that can only get you so far for so long. You know, I think, imagine another three or four seasons of of the handbrake being put on this team. And then you've got got to look at players like the two that stand out for me, Nevers and Traore. How, How do they feel about playing this style of football? Especially Traore, because really, you just want to release him, don't you? And... I'm sure he just wants to have a bit of a free reign himself. And I, I think with, with a coach who's a bit more attack-minded, we're going to get a hell of a lot more out of the players that we've got. I mean, imagine Neves just 10 yards further up the field and had a little bit more freedom. He'd look like a completely different player, in my opinion. Um, I think we'd see just see a hell of a lot more from him. Um, I know the Championship was a different level, but he did play a lot higher up because he could. And then, in my opinion, it's not that he can't in the Premier League. I just don't think Nuno allowed him, which held... It. And even Hedwin O'Nevers isn't getting frustrated by that. You know, he could be thinking, well, oh, know I can get more goals, more assists, more touches in the box, more this, more that, but the, the coach isn't allowing me to. You know, he, he could have ended up looking for a move himself if Nuno would have stayed in charge. Luke's um,
3: right. I think Luke's, Luke's right there, because like when it comes to Nuno's overall philosophy on say almost like safety first football because you look in the championship by far and away the best set of squad the the best set of players best squad of players the championships ever seen right that that squad that we had that's pretty much an accepted fact but only twice do I remember us really blowing a team away off the pitch I think it was Leeds and Bolton when we put four and five past them other than that it was always just uh, structured, organised two nil wins or one nil wins, something like that. It was always just drilling the guys at the back, just to be be safe, play safe, and then we've got the quality to turn it on when we need to. That was that was what our season was, and then that was then that was then just modified for two years. Two years we came to attack football in the Premier League, but you know, as as George says, it it, it works, so no one no one complains. No one ever no one ever complains while the team is winning, or no one ever picks full to it, do they? So. We've had this really for a long time. This this type of football, haven't we? I
1: was getting some some stats together um, on a couple of managers, and with Nuno at Wolves, we average one point three goals per game. And when you can factor into that, we had forty six games of that in the Championship with the best squad the Championship's ever seen. It's ridiculously low. Then you look at um, I compared him to can't say so, one point seven eight goals per game. It's almost half a game, half a goal a game more, which is um, it doesn't sound a lot, but it actually is over the course of a season. Over a season, yeah. Um, a lot more points on the board. I mean that how do you say, is it Bruno Lager? Like, with Lager, I think. Bruno Lager. He's only <laughs> he's only managed eighty nine games, according to Wikipedia, before I get pulled up. Um but well, he's averaging two point two goals per game. Imagine the football It wasn't mental. What was <laughs> well, I a game of five aside, then goals? Um, but that's almost an extra goal a game more than Nuno. And okay, yes, a hell of a lot of games managed less, but it's pronounced lager. lager. How, many, how
3: many more goals are you letting in per game as well?
1: Well, well, that's <laughs> interesting <laughs> Nuno at Wolves it was 1.04 goals conceded per game. Conseil, so, um, in more games, averages one goal per game, so 0.4. Goals conceded per game, much of a much nice. But that lagger, 0.92 goals conceded per game. So he's actually got the best defensive record as well.
0: But it is most no sort of um, reaction idea. You're talking about these managers having such a better record than Nuno, but they've got the squad of calibre of players that we had under Nuno in the Championship, whereas Nuno hasn't got that calibre compared to Premier League level, has he? Well... So I was mentioning you're talking about with all these like high-scoring games and seeding a lot. If he's got the same players that Nuno's got, then he's not guaranteed the same percentages, is it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did the win percentages as well, and and Nuno comes out poor on all of them. Um, at Wolves, his win percentage is forty-seven point nine eight percent, which isn't great, really. And again, you have to factor in that we've had a season in the Championship with the best squad the Championship's ever seen. Now, AVB's win percentage is 57.96, which to me is is a hell of a lot more impressive. It's 10% more than what Nuno's had. And I I don't think AVB's had what you would say on paper, easy jobs. You know, the Tottenham job wasn't easy to get a win percentage of 57, well, nearly 60%. Um, The Chelsea job, Marseille, you know, they're not one of, I mean, they're a big team in in France, but they're not PSG, are they? then it's St. Petersburg, again, big club in Russia, but they're not head and shoulders the best. So that's why I, I, I look at AVB and that win percentage is, is quite impressive. Um, so, so yeah, you can argue, okay, has Nuno had as good a squad um, as, as the above mentioned, but 10% difference in a win percentage, I actually think that's quite poor.
0: But then it probably just... Uh, but then it gets in the well. uh, YouTube comments. Uh, Lago had Benfica score 100-plus goals last season. He also beat a team 10 nil last season. Gung-ho as fuck. We'd all love a coach like that, I'm sure. But how much of a rebuild are we going to need to to perform to that solar level in the Premier League? We, there's another comment... Uh, is... And again, a yes man. And next season, we've got to me and Catrone up front. For me, though, Dan, <laughs> on that,
2: when you talk about that style, and again, not that I agree with it, but you could argue, argue Bielsa's had that style with a far inferior squad other than what we've got now. And they're exciting to watch. I know I know there's all this leads in the media, darlings. Fuck it, I'll watch them every week. They, you know, you know. There's goals. You know, it's action. You know, it's this and it's that. And um, it's it's not. It's almost yet. Yeah, you, sometimes you mightn't have the players like you know Leeds like they haven't got the they haven't got the squad to be. They, they should okay Leeds should not be finishing above Wolves, fact. And they've done it. At a canter, finished higher than us, more points, and the style's been a lot more impressive. So I think actually having that intent to go out on the front foot. By just being positive, you create because you're playing 10, 15 yards further up the pitch. You create your own luck. You're further up the pitch, like there's less margin for error. So that's the big frustration with Nuno is it has been safety first. But like, I'm not contradicting myself when I'm saying I'm I'm all right with pragmatic football as long as you're winning. But when you talk about the tools for the job, that lead squad with any other manager, they 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 you know I don't think they'd survive the Premier League if Nuno had that lead squad. Again, this is contrary. If Nuno had that lead squad, I don't think he'd keep them up.
1: I think as well, when we look at the three seasons we've had in the Premier League and you look at the goal scored column, very, very low in three seasons. So that's not coincidence, in my opinion. It's not coincidence when it's three out of three. Um, But then you look at Traore, Neko, Jota, Jimenez. Okay, Jimenez this season, we'll discount that. But The two seasons previous, where we've had Jimenez, Jota, and Traore for a full season, you're telling me he couldn't or another coach couldn't have got more attacking output out of those three players because in my, I think they're very, very talented and they've you know they, they can offer a lot going forward if allowed. Um, but I think because again, I will say the handbrake football that shows why the goals for column for Wolves for the last three seasons has been amongst the lowest in the league. And I don't think that's got anything to do with the squad. I genuinely feel that's tactical. Because imagine if, I don't know, Brendan Rodgers, imagine if Brendan Rodgers had Jimenez, Traore and Neto slash Jota as a front three. Would they be scoring the same amount of goals that we've scored over the last three seasons? I know it's all hypothetical and nobody will ever know the real answer, but I believe not.
0: No, no, you've. you've hypothetically, hypothetically, would those managers have, have been more um, defensively better than what Nuno has for us last few seasons? Oh, that's the flip side, isn't yeah. it? That's what's what I, I was going to start as well and say, like those
2: seventh place finishes. You look at it. Yes, the football could have been more attractive, but we were winning football games, playing the pragmatic style. Fair enough. Like I said, sort of results business. I genuinely don't think that Nuno could have got any more out of the squad than us finishing seventh. I truly believe we bottled it last year with a, where we got to after 33 games. I've generally thought we could have come fourth last year and it didn't work out for whatever reason.
0: Yeah.
2: But um I don't think I've basically I think that Nuno's got the most out of this squad and it I don't think any other manager could get more out of this squad of players we've currently got this current crop. But that's where Foes need to put the money in the in the back pocket. And now whoever's coming in, the comments are saying, you know, Nuno got told five days ago they want to go in a new direction. If Foes want to go want the club to go in a new direction, we've referenced it already. We need to spend big this summer because Everton are, have gone ahead of us now again. West Ham, Leeds, Villa. And these are massive clubs where whether you like it or not, or whatever you think about Villa, and I know Luke don't think Leeds are a massive, massive club, but it's um there, there is there is an attractive or if not more attractive proposition than the Wolverhampton Wanderers right now. And that's just the fact. So in, we, re- we need a big sorry. summer, massive summer. In, in regards to um,
1: no other manager being able to get more out of this squad, I want to disagree on that because I think sometimes managers just naturally reach a ceiling. And I think Nuno has reached his ceiling. You know, I don't... Could you imagine Nuno finishing third, fourth, fifth consistently with a club like Spurs. Um, I think it's the same with Mick McCarthy. As he did a fantastic job. But I'm still adamant, the the moment the final whistle went um, against Doncaster at home, when we got promoted from the Championship, that's the last game of the season, he should have been given the bullet. And I know it's harsh and it would have been savage, but that's Mick McCarthy's ceiling. Top of the Championship, bottom six of the Prem, but more than likely, bottom three of the Prem when he's managed in there. Because, and that's no disrespect to Mick McCarthy in the job that he did, he just reached his ceiling as a manager. And I think that if a new manager came in, yes, we do need a couple of additions, but I don't think he needs to completely rip the squad up and start again. Mm. I mean, if he does, then he does, and we just have to Mm. go along with it. But if he didn't, and maybe got rid of four or five and brought in, say, five or six, you know, not major overhaul, Um. I still think you've got a squad there that, with correct coaching and a bit a few tactical tweets, finishes in the top six or seven. Well, let's say between fifth and fifth and eighth, quite comfortably.
0: Because you can't I tell me that... Pretty clear that. I'll, I'll just jumping. I'm yeah. absolutely savage, sacking McCarthy and Doncaster. There, it, <laughs> you look back to those seasons under McCarthy. If I, give, I think he finished fifteenth in his first season that right? Something like that. Yeah, And then sorry, second yeah. season, um, he has to get the likes of Denver Bar and Yaron Kaboy, and Steve Morgan doesn't get him. I, I feel it's a similar situation there where the, our managers reach their ceiling and then don't get back to go again and then the, they ultimately fail because they're not backed. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. that's fair. Yeah, you, you could argue that equally as well. And even though I sit on the other side of the <laughs> fence, I could not sit here and say, oh no, you're totally wrong. Because quite equally that could have happened as well. I mean, I'd be very surprised. I mean, again, if Mick McCarthy managed, let's say, Newcastle, who was established in the Prem at that time, <laughs> would he be have any better than you know, would he have got a club like Newcastle or Palace or Southampton top ten? Probably not. It comes Probably back like. down to it
3: comes back down to the, the old the same old argument again of did Nuno hang himself by sticking so rigidly to his small squad mantra, or was, or was he offered players by Fosen and he he said no, or were Fosun looking for the wrong Fosun weren't getting the players that Nuno wanted? Because <clears throat> we've all we, we can all agree that the last few windows have have not progressed us as a, as a team. When we're signing Marcel who hasn't progressed us, when we when we're having to. Like, scramble about to get William Jose, who's offered absolutely nothing to the team whatsoever, like, absolutely fucking nothing at all. And for like the last two years, any Wolves fan of any sort can see that, like, in midfield, we need more creativity in midfield. And then <clears throat> we go to Porto and get Virginia, and he just doesn't play until like the last couple of weeks of the season. So, again, y- as George says, this might not come out in the wash until like later on. But there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect there between what between what the manager wants and then what folks are, are willing willing to do. And um, yeah, I've, I've just saw the comments pop up. I think you know, saying that as essentially it seems like it's veering towards like. Well, if the comments to be believed anyway, it seems like it was more. <laughs> it's becoming less mutually agreed and more leaning towards a sacking by the sounds of it. But um, whether that's just folks and being ruthless, they don't, they don't care that it's a, a pandemic or what. They just want to. They just want to progress. But um, yeah, I think with the summer again, we've got as we've already said, it's just going to be. It could be a massively up, up, a massive upheaval this this summer because we've got so many players who you know we see as not good enough. Or, or, or already classed as, like, your Deadwoods, like your, your marcells and what have you, um, and the Jose's who are going to go back anyway. So this small squad mantra, I think, is going to be ripped up. But then for that to happen, how many players are we looking at coming in, realistically, not to improve quality and <coughs> quantity?
1: So, I think it, uh, an extra three on top of what leaves. So if eight leave and we bring 11 in, I think it's massive, massive swing. Oh, isn't oh. Man? Only two might leave, and then we bring five in. <coughs> if
2: it's... You know, it, it could all come down to being as simple as with all this obviously we have come on here live, we're doing it 50 odd minutes. There's more comments coming out now with Nash and all that we can see coming through. It could quite easily be, or could, could quite simply be as simple as Fosen of do not trust Nuno with the the, the, the their budget anymore. It could be as simple as that, and we don't know who's got the overall say on transfers or not, but it could just be, right, and again, all hypothetical, Nuno's had the say on every, every sign we've had. Apparently, what you're led to believe is turned down people like oh, um, Danny Olmo and Orisic, who's at Zagreb, um, and then he wanted to sign Pedence. You know, you can see now it's not, you know, well, you just have to look at the trajectories of the careers. Could be true, could not be true. If if they're the guys, that, you know, if, if Nuno has got the final say, Frozen might just be saying you haven't spent our money good well enough, and that it could just be as simple as that. And um, it it just seems like now with with the position where we are, maybe it's an easy cop out for Fosen to go. Let's shake hands, and you go set go your separate ways now. But ultimately, it could come down today, just don't trust N- um, Nuno with that budget anymore. That's
1: a, have you seen that comment? That's just come through. Yeah. I can't. What's that?
2: That's interesting,
1: that is. Months of Foulson, friction. In Foulson initiated Nuno's exit from Wolves after m- months of friction behind the scenes. John Percy, telegraph, take it with a pinch of salt. I think John Percy's usually on the money though, to be fair. Yeah, usually, be- usually, usually gospel if it comes from him.
0: Yeah. You, you look at all the problems that we've had this season with, you know, Nuno's been vocal in, in the media, as in the, the amount of injuries that we had, you know, Missing fans, you know, not being able to get that vitamin D, right? That the walls under noon I love doing in the mid-season. Um, his his mannered during the defeat at home to the Albion, where we're all flipping ready to blow up the city, and he's just sat on his ass, sulking. The, the, there's definitely something been going on behind the scenes, hasn't that his desire for me to have a small squad is what's cost him ultimately. But for me. His desire to have a small squad, Fauset should have backed him with quality in a small squad, not just a decent eleven or twelve, and relying on kids. So, I still, the, the fingers gonna be pointed at Fauset, uh, and Fauston to a degree. What, what's your sort of feelings towards Faust at the moment, guys?
1: I think they need to fucking pull the finger out their arse and start communicating a little bit more. I think yeah, oh. uh, the, the, the way it's going, Jeff could be the new manager.
3: He's doing everything else. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh. for me, it's just when when everything was going well, and again, it could just be all coincidence. When everything was going well, you obviously had Laurie Dalrymple who was in the Hogshead buying, pinch. Jeff was buying the drinks. It was all this, all that. At least once every quarter, Jeff she come out Wolves TV, do a do a press conference. Yeah, this is the plans. This is that. We're still on the right path. We're doing this. We're doing that. <laughs> first time, first sign of struggle. There's not been any communication from the club. And then what do they do? The forty-five quid for Man United ticket, like the, the, whatever's got whatever's happening. This friction. There could be more to it than that. It just feels like they're just so disconnected from. And I think the I think the pandemic's a big factor of that because we're not in the stadiums. But for me, I, I feel so disconnected as a Wolves fan right now. And yeah. and this bad. We've had it a lot worse. But this- like. It's fucking, It's. I think it's awful. I think it's a poorly, well, how it is at the moment, this season, I think it's been a poor season all round, on the pitch and off the pitch.
1: I think this summer will tell us exactly all we need to know about Fulton without them even releasing any statements or attending any press conferences. Um I mean, I've, I've said it for a couple of months now. They said whatever about wanting to emulate Man City and be this, that and the other, European football on a consistent basis. (sighs) On one hand, you can't knock what they've done because they have transformed the club in a positive way. But then at the same time, with the noise that was coming out of Falson and Jeff Shea and whoever else, when the first took over, I still think that they haven't done as much as they could have like net spend of two or three million pounds last last summer. <coughs> please take. Um what? but I think so. I think this summer would have pointed us in the in the direction of where Farsen are going to take us as a club anyway, with what we would have seen in the transfer market. I think with Nunal going, it shows us even more now exactly what they're about. Because not only have they got to get the playing staff right, they've got to get the coaching staff right as well. Yeah,
2: and there's a, there's all that stuff as well, in then with China about overseas investment where they've got to, they've basically got to invest so much within their own economy before they can spend their asset on their assets at like worldwide and stuff. So that could be a massive factor as well that whether you're thinking frozen are doing it on the cheap, it could just be political. Like it could just be that's you know and they lo, lo and behold they actually might want to sell the club if they could now because if, if these restrictions in China are as strict as what them you believe them to be, they might have their hands tied behind the back. But you bang on This summer, like for me, Jeff Shee needs to come out, or whoever, someone from Frozen needs to come out. These are our objectives now. I don't mind if the goal post shift, if they say, look, pandemic, we can't can't invest as much money overseas as we thought we could originally because of the Chinese government. We just want to solidify in the Premier League for the next three seasons. (laughs) If If we come between 8th and 15th for the next three seasons, yeah, it could get a bit boring, a bit stale. Like you almost become like the Charlton of the '90s and the early 2000s, but they come out and say, "Look, this is our financial situation. We can't do that anymore. We want to solidify, it and our ambition is to do that." There just needs a bit of communication because we're all thinking, "Well, shit, we're, in, we're, we're regressing." Two seventh place finishes, FA Cup semi-final, Europa League quarter-final. This season has been far from that, and we've not we've not looked like a top ten club for me for most of the season. So you need to come out and address it. In it's in, changed. Interzoners of um their Chinese. I think they've come out and
3: said that they're, they're they're struggling on the financial side as well. So I think you might it could could be something around that. But you talk about communication, I just saw a bit another a message there come through, you know, con, you know, as we are live as well. Um the back room staff are all going with Nuno. So that's 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 one oh. question. That's one question that's been cleared up. Yeah, yeah. It's um so it's, um, Spears has just tweeted saying that they're all, they're all going as well, so that's one, that's one question. So we're, obviously we were talking earlier about what's going to happen, what will all the backroom staff with the player, you know what, what will the next manager do? Well, there you go. whoever's going to come in next, and Paulo Fonseca's name has been mentioned, but whoever comes in next's got to bring all his own, his own guys with him. But
2: that's That's not a advantage anyway. Yeah, and it does need a fresh start doesn't it, I think. Um, but that, now you just mentioned there about Spears as well. This shows you as well about, and I'm, I'm not, you know, he's had a lot of sick on Twitter. And I'm not going, I'm just saying in general, like, I think he tweeted about what Wolves need to do next season and about 45 minutes later, oh, Nuno's gone. Like, the, like, the, like, it's just a bit, that's what I mean, the disconnect from, even like the, the journos can't get in a bit of insight in the club. And don't get me wrong, it shouldn't be like, Footballers wise, where they're writing all the every little thing that goes on, but that's what I mean. That's the most frustrating thing for me is I feel disconnected as a Wolverhampton Wanderers fan right now. And whether whether they care or not, who care? You know, they probably don't care really about me. But I'm sure a lot of fans feel the same way as me. You've got to you've got to address that as much as you've got to address the on field stuff. Please address the off field stuff because we just want honesty and we want transparency. That's the truth.
0: Right, let's let's just have one quick segment before we go for our um, designated podcast network break. <laughs> under the Nuno, what is the most hurtful moment under a uh, Nuno's tenure for you as a as a, as a Wolves fan? Because there's there's quite a few that you can pick out, but what's the one that hurt you the most? I'll come oh. to you, Jordan, first. I'll come to Jordan first, I said. Oh right. <laughs> um the obvious one's the
2: FA Cup semi-final. Isn't it? I knew it. he copied my
1: fucking answer, now, that
2: is. <laughs> no, No No no, it's just <coughs> you know the I think i yeah, I'll never I'll say I never forgive him for it. He bottled that game. Whether you love him or not, he bottled it. Wrong wrong substitutions.
1: That's what you he's get
0: for silly a- I'll come to you quickly because Jordan is he Luke, thinking? He's just he's just had a, a, a case he of ATST and he's back at Wembley seeing Delafayo score <laughs> again. <laughs> no, I'm back, Sorry, lads. No, j- yeah, I
2: just think he, but, look, Whatever you think of Nuno, love him. Well, obviously people love him. He did bottle that game. I don't care if you're the biggest Nuno fan in the world. He bottled that game. End of.
0: Was it a bottling or was it just? It was a bottle of because who like think, ten minutes to go, was it? Was it a
3: bottling? He was just. I don't think he bottled that. I don't think. I think bottle. I think bottling. I know it's a common term. I think that's a bit harsh on him. I just think he just badly managed to get. He just made, he just made the wrong subs. Basically, he just made the wrong. Sub. He didn't bottle anything as such, you know. By a, a player can bottle something really, but a manager, he just made the wrong subs. And don't forget, I mean, no. We were, a, we were a, a mistimed Dendonka challenge away from getting in the final. He, he seems to have got off relatively lightly off the back of this, if you all think that. Because we could have been in our first FA Cup final for decades. No one had, there wasn't any like, days or weeks or months of endless Dendonka abuse. It was just bollocks that like, we were so close to getting to the FA Cup final. But everything kind of... We were, we were, we were, practic- we were practically like f- f- a whole three quarters of the way over the finishing line to get to a final. And he's we've just one mistimed challenge. has just meant that we've, we've you know we've fucked it basically. And yes, then because of the, the bad subs, we then couldn't change extra time. But yeah, I do think it's a bit harsh to say that he bottled it. He oh. just he just managed it incorrectly,
1: didn't it? Really? He fucking bottled
2: it. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what you said about there? You know what? Then Donker can fuck off as well. There you go. <laughs> and after
1: Caballero trying to fucking river dance a ball into the back of the net.
3: Yeah, like, for, for, for me, one of the hurtful moments. I mean, it's not even like that major thing, really. But it's like just throwing cup games that really pisses me off. Like, like, like league cup games or like FA Cup games. Like we've had this season when he's just like chucked like a seventh string team together against Southampton or something. When we've got when we've got nothing else to play for, what are you doing? Like these things really, it just really knocks me because I love a cup run I bloody love a cup run I do but when I just see him just chucking chucking cup games for nothing it just it really pisses me off and I just we, we seem to do all the time like League Cups and everything a lot of the big teams don't really take much notice of it and we are only, only win a handful of games and you've got, you've got a, you know a Wembley final to go to I just wish that like for once a manager would like Take like the league, like take the cup seriously, and that's why you know. Yes, the FA Cup semi-final does it because we actually got far in it, and you know we, we could have gone even further. But um, yeah, look for me, look, looking past the obvious of like F- Wem- Wembley and Albion games, whatever. just just think just Chucking Cup games for me is just really something really really pisses me off. Burning. Yeah, for okay, me. Okay. I think
0: the FA Cup semi-final's gonna. Live, live long in the uh, hatred of many Wolves fans. Give, give me a different example Luke, for uh, just to annoy some other people. Let's get angry before we bring some enjoyment back to the podcast.
1: For me, it was his body language against Albion at home this season. I'll never forget that. Three-two down with 15, 20 minutes to go. He managed that game terribly. I remember sitting there watching, thinking, "What shape are we playing? What's what's the game plan? What are the tactics?" We're losing to the shit. We haven't played been almost a decade. We're losing at home as well. And let's bear in mind, VAR's already pissed me off earlier with that shit penalty that they give for Bolly bloody breezing past Pereira, was it all, CR7 on the line and they give a penalty. But, you know, so the game's already shit. It's bad enough. And the team needs a bit of encouragement, a bit of inspiration, a bit of drive. And Nuno's you know, just sitting there with his arms folded like I've like been playing Barnsley I'm in the second round as the Carly Cup He bottled I'll, it Luke He bottled it Luke And, and no, for me I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive that I really don't, I just think the body like it's being at home Like you say you're a man of the club and you feel the club and you feel the city this, that, and you your back you've got to feel that
2: fixture and I don't think he did if Molyneux was full, it would have been hot, hot, toxic. Oh, I generally think it would have been horrible. The family enclosure would have been mental at him. Yeah, Gully would have been chucking his <laughs> season ticket at him, wouldn't he? From the family enclosure.
0: <laughs> He's just put a good one in the comment section. The manner of our defeat at Chelsea away last game of the season.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know... We only needed a point, didn't we? And we was guaranteed Europe. And I know Stamford Bridge is a hard place to go. We lay a glove on them.
3: they've so and much on the line for us there that game, wasn't there? So, not much, so much, so much we could have, so much we could have reaped, and uh, like if we'd have turned up.
1: But I mean, we were just, like, nothing. The first option could have been a goal anyway, because it was never felt on Mason nice made, and we've been done there again by the refs and VAR and whatever else. But to not even go there and lay a glove on them and. After this, the, the positive we got the season before as well, when we only lost it in like the 94th minute to a hazard thunder come from outside the box, did not we?
2: Yeah,
1: so and, and at that point, like we didn't fear those sort of clubs then, did we? Like Chelsea away, you, you always thought, you know what, we could get some today. Whereas obviously, before under McCarthy and Dave Jones, you get to Chelsea away, you just want to keep it underneath just want to keep the goal difference
3: down,
1: don't you? Yeah. But under Luno, you know, and again, credit to him. This is what we have to respect him for. He did give us that belief that we can go to Chelsea, we can go to Arsenal, we can go to Tottenham and we can get a result. But we've so much on the line and, and like I said, we've never even laid a
0: glove on him. Mm, yeah. thing- I'm just going to add my two pennies before we go to the break. One of the things that sort of hurts the most is pretty much Wolves after... Project Restart, we just never seem to really get going again, like, that seemed to be the point where the handbrake was fully cemented into the uh, the drive shaft or whatever mechanics say, I don't know Nothing about cars, I don't know, I think but the, the two two defeats away to sorry, the defeat away at Sheffield United and then the draw away at Burnley, did we draw to lose in the end? Drew away. Yeah, no, we drew. drew yeah, yeah. Like
1: that light pen, I wore it. Yeah,
2: we
0: drew yeah. to Burnley, and look, we and we, and we chucked it against yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, look at those two games. We we were nil nil. Yeah, that Arsenal game was so pivotal that we were looking at that 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 seemed to be like a a, a standard three points that was coming our way. How well we played against them yeah. previously, yeah. and ever since we went into lockdown and come back, we just ain't been the same wolves under nuno And uh, yeah, that's one of the the biggest frustrations that we've had because. Who knows what would have happened if we could have took fans to um, Olympiacos and Severe in that knockout stage? We had momentum, didn't we? So that's that'll be something that will always be uh, difficult to look back at. We'll go for a quick break and then we'll uh, come back discuss some happy times with New Now and preview the Man United game right after this. Right, welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors, the Sports Shop Kings Winford and Pixel Yeti Media, guys. <coughs> Let's get it for a few minutes. Spent over there being negative and worrying and, you know, the Star Wars phase. Uh, fear leads to anger and leads to hate, and all that bollocks. Let's share some happy memories under the Nuno 10. Yeah, I took over four years ago in Austria. Started off with a 1-0 win against Werder Breiman, And then the rest is history. What, what's your favourite memories looking back quickly? Uh, I'll come to you first, Luke. Um, Cardiff away.
1: And do you know that passion he showed at the final whistle? We, that Nuno's not with us anymore. I really—he it, it, it seems like I a different. It he, really, he, he feels like we haven't had that Nuno for quite a while now. Because and who did we play when he got booked for running down the line? Was it
0: Leicester? At all? Leicester
1: yeah, the Leicester uh, four-three game. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like
1: that the Nuno we've got anymore.
0: So. The you just th- mentioned that, you know, look at the Cardiff guy, look at the the exuberance that he had when he went running on the pitch, the the enjoyment of the win away at Middlesbrough. Yeah. And you look at him the last year, he looks aged ten years.
1: Yeah, he does. He does, he does look like his age. And know management does age managers and they do you know, you look at a manager, like we'll look at Lampard. Or, no, not Lampard, he's a job hasn't he? look at Gerard, he's about three years time. You think, fucking hell <laughs> the god, he looks old now.
0: But, um Yeah, when it, when it's three years of Wolves fans, him every week because we yeah, are winning I mean, the <laughs> Premier League every year.
3: <laughs> but
0: that passion. And
1: at that time, it really felt like, you know, all that one pack.
2: We actually did feel like one pack then. Mm. Siege mentality. Yeah. That's what it was. He built yeah. siege mentality. Yeah. It's gone. And, and just seeing his
1: passion on the sideline. And, you know, that's just two examples. <clears throat> we could probably name 20, um, 20 examples of where he's really sort of erupted in passion on the sideline. Couldn't tell you the last time he looked like that. He looked, and with, with all due respect, you know, I'm not trying to, to slander him or, or slag him off, but I feel like this season, it looks like he can't be arsed.
3: Yeah, it's just gone. That's, that's what i said before. It's, it looks like he's not having fun anymore. He's just gone for it. I think, for me, that, that highlight there's like numerous highlights you could pick from, like championship, the Bristol game, the Cardiff game, the Middlesbrough game. They're all ones where he's shown passion, and we, how much did we love, Nuno at the uh, Bristol City away <clears throat> when he's gone up wow. into the director's box. He's pissing off all the Bristol City directors' boxes right in the faces. Jeffs having wow. to like <laughs> march him out back into the, the box. Fantastic, you know, we love that. Fantastic. Same for Middlesbrough. He's on the pitch after the game party. We all we all know about that. Yeah, as you, as you said, Luke. Leicester four three is he's down. That he's you know he's just he's sprinting past the subs. Quick, just as quick as a as Adama, he's past them and he's on. He's, he's jumping like moth pin and on top of Ryan Bennett and everyone else. Fantastic for me, the best game I've ever had with Nuno. And it pretty much brought a tear to my afterwards. Was the Man City game three two alone? Purely because that was just everything we love about Wolves and football, football. in ninety minutes. That football. was
1: yeah.
3: That was for us personally. We've been wronged, you know, with the VAR and all that. We won't get into it, but we've been wronged by that. And that just that that made the game for, for the crowd. The play, we, you know, we were, we were with the players. Every single person in that created wanted to be on that pitch with the players. You could see Nuno was get was was animated all match long, and then to come back and win it, and he's and Nuno's doing as usual to the safe to the safe bank after the game. I was emotional just say that game panned out and that's just the one thing. If ever if ever I catch it, like the highlights of it on like a Twitter feed or it's on Sky or something, I will sit and I will watch that game again, fully again, just because that game. The, the, like we got Funino so you know, was just fantastic. i just hold that game in such like best moments in my footballing life ever. It's fantastic.
0: Meeting Liverpool in the FA Cup, Jordan, or. Which <laughs> yeah. class you all mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now,
2: nah, for me, Man United in the Cup. <laughs> man United in the Cup for me. Um, I've never known an atmosphere like it. Like, yeah. They'd like you know that when we played Man United again, we didn't fear anyone. We were in that, but that, that's when Ollie just gone in. he had gone on that run, and the thing that resonates with me that whole game is you know we know what United are like as away fans. I think there was like probably the best away fans in the country. Um, they're all singing Oli's Oli's at the wheel for like sixty five minutes all game. And it was just the atmosphere was just electric. And then the one thing that'll never leave me till the day I die was Jota scoring. And like I've never heard a sound like it. It's like like almost like cat's fight. It was like a squeal, high pitched. It was just it was nuts. I was in the blue blupper and I almost ended up in the Man United fans down the bottom. Everyone just like crescendo down. It was it was hugging people. Like you just it was just that moment. And this is what I mean where. I think that it's I think it's okay to think that, you know, where people saying they want new Nuno out, and it's okay to say I want Nuno out. And I know there's a lot of people that are attacking people. I've seen some comments say, I just I hate it. Oh, look what all the Nuno outers wanted. You've got what you wish for. Like there's nothing wrong with accepting something was great and wanting to be better or wanting something different. Again, I didn't want Nuno to go. But when you know, when people have been like so staunch, Nuno out. I think you've got to remember these good times, and I, and I know a lot of people do. And I'm not pointing that out that like you're being brattish by saying you want him out. I think it's absolutely fair. But I, what I hate the most is careful what you wish for. Look what you lot have done. You really mm-hmm. think that, you really think that Jeff She gives a shit what Stu said on the podcast three weeks ago? <laughs> you don't listen to the podcast. I oh, yeah, don't. You know, no one listens to the podcast. That's why <laughs> we massively. What are you on about huge? No one listens.
3: Vanja Booty was delirious. Listen, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I, I agree. You don't with that, George, get to be I, I with, a billion conglomerate
0: that. company without knowing what your customers are saying on social media.
1: I'm sure Jeff's got a burner account on Facebook that he uses to connect with fans on Dingles. I hey, would. <laughs> <laughs> <G. laughs>
3: Jeff burner account. is Kev Wolf.
1: You know, there's been there's been many amazing amazing moments under Nuno, and and a part of, and that's why a part of me is glad that it's ended now and in this way. So we will always look back on the good moments because imagine if we, if we would have started poorly next season, you know the Nuno in Nuno out civil war was bad enough this season. Imagine how bad it would have been next season. And then I just think it would have tarnished his legacy. But I think with the way it's ended, like it's it's positive from both parties, from the fans and hopefully Nuno's, when Nuno looks back on Wolves, he looks back on it in fondness. Um, I just think it is what it is now. It's happened. There's no point sitting on Twitter or Facebook arguing with fucking Dave from Dudley and... Colin from Castlecroft. <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> was was Barry out.
3: from Bradmore.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the point? Now it's happened. And my concern is that we get a new gaffer, and people are that are so blinded by their love for Nuno, the one accept him. Yeah. But they went, they went. whoever the gaffer is next season, whether it's IVB and you're buzzing, or it's Eddie Howe and you're pissed off or underwhelmed. You've just got to back him, keep it zipped, and just just watch what Falson do, because that's that's the telling thing. That is,
2: yeah, that's a big thing for me as well. We need to get back into where we just spoke about the good times with Nuno, that siege mentality, the one pack thing. I know as cool as it sounds, like whoever comes in, back him, back him. Nuno's gone. That that ain't changing. Whoever comes in, some people are gonna be happy. Some people are gonna be pissed off because everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, why didn't we hire?" I know there was like a big call for like Jesse Marsh. who went from he's gone to Leipzig now. Yeah, great. He'd have been good, obviously. But whoever comes in, just back them. Everyone get behind the team, and you've got to trust. Whether you know, like I say, we've we've said on here, we don't exactly trust the foes frozen at the minute. Just trust what's happening. We've gotta back it, and if it goes tits up, then we can kick and screen, but give whoever comes in a fair chance
3: their own. and no. i'm i'm
2: in I'm in agreement with what you
3: said about it's good and there that it's <clears throat> that it's out in the open that we all know we all know where we stand now, don't we and that's the main we it's, it's they've been in a in a way a weird way a bit transparent, you know we know where we stand now that they've they've already said he's going. You don't, and as Luke said, you don't want him to, to stick. If it's not working behind the scenes, no point sticking around, eating into your own legacy. Then, just if if if, that's, if this is what's going to be fine, we've all agreed there, mutually agreed. We're in our ways, and in a weird way, it's good actually that he's not. If if the reports true, it's good that he's not going straight into a new job because you know that if you if he walked into a new job straight away, all the all the Nino lovers. We'll straight on that on that straight away. Oh, look, he's gone to so-and-so, so-and-so and so-and-so. We'll, they'll be fixated on that team for a bit to see how Nino's getting on. If he's having a break, brilliant. Fine.
1: Hey, it might stop everyone being fixated with Jota, myself included, because I hate seen him score either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great comment by the Vinyl Revival. And I said it to my, a few of my friends earlier. Nobody's bigger than the club. Nobody's bigger than Wolverhampton Wonders. It doesn't matter whether we've got Nuno, Spirito Santo in charge, Mick McCarthy, um, Kieran from the Dog and Duck Managing Wolves, Premier League, or other Fairless Park will still keep supporting them. Let's quickly um, just touch on this weekend's game at home to Man United. Last game of the season. It's been a frustrating season. What's the sort of reaction in the ground towards Nuno and Faust? And do, do you think there'll be many people who are. Uh, Go to meet the coach on arrival on Sunday to give Nuno a bit more of a send off, or is, is that something that's just a bit far fetched? No, I think
1: people.
2: Yeah.
0: Sorry,
2: no, I was just yeah. going to say I think there could be, I could be, I think there could be. I know there's been a lot of negativity about the game. That forty five quid now looks like worth every penny for me. No, I haven't got a ticket, but I think fair enough. Now you go in, you can give them the send off. I genuinely think that there could be the, the scenario where people talk about gathering outside the ground and on a Waterloo Road to protest. That should be happening to celebrate him. You know what I mean? Like, I could, you know, what I mean, Like there should be more than four and a half thousand outside that stadium on Sunday. And it's a shame that it's not a full house. but wherever, wherever you are with Nuno, um, in terms of, again, that spectrum, like, even if you wanted him gone, I think there's a respect there and he deserves, he deserves the world for me still. So I, I think he should get the, Best send off
3: possible. I'm just gutted that he's not doing it in front of thirty thousand. Yeah, I I agree. I think the the reception he'll get will be as low as <clears throat> four and a half thousand fans can make it. I think he'll have a unanimously good send-off. There might be like the odd couple of hundred who make, who haven't got a ticket and might make a special trip down there to like I say to welcome him into the, uh, when the coaches turn up. Yeah, it's a shame. And as with other managers that are leaving, like Hodgson and everything, you know, they're not going to get the send off they probably should have had. But you know, we are we are where we are with that, and it's a shame that the, you know the, the best manager that we've had for a, a while in Nuno is going to be just clapped off by a smattering of people at the end of at the end of a game. But <laughs> sadly, that's 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 all it will be. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, these four and a half of people that will be there, you know, they're the ones who get to get to see him off get him a good send off and i'm i'm sure we'll get one
1: uh, this is why i think it's a good move and positive for both parties it's much better to go out this way than by being sacked or doing the dirty and and taking another job whilst doing an half decent job here like because i i hope the water of new road is packed and i hope we do Show him how much we appreciate everything that he's done for us because I would probably say I lead more towards Nuno out at parts at stages this season. Um, I was happy to give him the first seven games of of next season, but if you asked me, I probably would have said Nuno out. But that still doesn't take away from the joy that he's given me over the last four seasons, four or five seasons as a Wolves fan, and he's taken this club to a new level. So we can, we should never ever forget that. But it's time to move on. It's just time to go our separate ways. At least it's a mutual split, and no one's going to be arguing over who gets custody of the kids.
0: I don't know. There's plenty of kids on Twitter who'd like to get in more mentions uh, tonight, as usual. <laughs> um... <laughs> What's your sort of feelings on the game Sunday? Is it a game that the players need to step up now to give them the setup they need? We, we need to put a win in for him on Sunday.
1: Imagine if the had this free-flowing attacking football now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that, noon, that was heard from the sidelines, <laughs> how oh, just come down and sort of rips up the game plan? Fuck this! This is what we can do. That would be.
2: be
1: <laughs> fun, no. Well, what would be amazing if Marcel gets ninety minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> It would be nice if the players... Well, you'd like to think the players would put 100% in anyway. But with it being Murnau's last game, you know, try and, let, try and send him off on a... What better way to, to leave than fucking beating Man United? And there's one thing that I did see, again, on Wikipedia, so don't shoot me down if it's wrong, it will be his 199th game in charge of Wolves. Oh, uh, in the, the OCD in me is going mad. That's <laughs> what, to, finish, to finish on 199. It is a shame. I could be wrong, but that's what I saw on Wikipedia. He's on 198, so manual will be his
2: 199th game in charge.
3: I won't be happy with that I'd negotiate a one-game contract with Jeff next season.
2: Yeah, in league come, manage- come eh? Can he come and manage still on next Monday? <laughs> but if, if he would have, uh, if he wouldn't have
1: bottled the FA Cup semi-final or the cup game against Southampton or the cup game against Villa last season, he might have got to 200.
3: I think the, um, the the game on Sunday. To be fair, you know, before all this happened, before the, all of this news come out, I, I, it's going to be enough bit of a nothing game. I know it's Man United, but it's going to be Man United in name. It's good. they've got the they've got a final couple of days after our game. They're going to be playing like in Moncafons.
2: Gary Pallister.
3: They'll be playing Gary Pallister at the back, and whatever, you know, Bosnich will be in goal. They'll they'll be putting the reserves out because why would they risk the first team? They just wouldn't. So, I mean, it's added a bit of flavour now to what would have probably been a bit of a stale game, if I'm honest. But that would have been in keeping with the season anyway, let's let's face it. So, it should just be like a bit of a celebration of Nuno. Um, yeah, it'd probably be a bit like us to like turn up and swap, swap, swap their reserves aside 3-0 with like Fabio Silva getting the hat-trick and... <laughs> Then he goes off to summer to get buff, as Luke says.
1: <laughs> Listen, right. You all laughed at me when I said about three months ago, he's going to, in pre-season, get a sleeve tattoo, get on the weights and he's going to come back wham as fuck and he's going to get a sleeve <laughs> <laughs> have, Wham as fuck. Like, what picture did I put in today? Has he got a sleeve or has he not? He's, all, all right. he's halfway there, Luke. He's halfway there. He's there. stage one of the process. When they all report to pre-season training next season... In, when will they come back? Like mid-July? He'll look It'll be he'll like, like, he'll, he'll he'll look like
2: Mr Universe. And he, he's been to Jimmy Trim's. <laughs> he's a good let me tell you. Did, didn't you say Ty was going to sort him out down Paragon? Yeah, yeah, you've got a good day in Paragon. With Ty. <laughs> Leg
1: day,
0: chest day, every day. I'm,
1: Tony, <laughs> you, you wait and see. I'll wait.
0: Right, I'm going to put it on you. Yeah. Get your crystal balls out. Twelve months from now, when we're, we're roughly doing the end of season review podcast for next season, where are we? In the Champions League. Jordan's well, just probably have a screw face. I'm going to come to him first.
2: Uh, it's what I said at the start. In it, I think generally it could go one or two ways. I don't think it's going to be indifferent. I think it's going to be fun. Either going to be fun for us because we're going to fucking piss the league and get up back up in the European spots. <clears throat> Or it's going to be funny for everyone else because we're fucking languishing. Like <laughs> it could be one of two. Um, I'll be positive. I'll say we'll be sick position with Rafa at the wheel. Rafa's at the wheel.
3: <laughs> I reckon. <clears throat> well, some some random positivity in me. It just says that I think we're gonna. I think we're going to be all right. I think we're back in a comfortable home of seventh position this time next year with Miss Senor A. Another from Portugal in charge of the team. And uh, I don't know, something just says to me that we're going to go balls deep in the summer. So I think I, I reckon we'll be all right. Blind positivity, folks. Blind, <laughs> blind positivity. That's what I'm telling you. Next, next slide, please.
1: I think we're gonna be just fine. I really do. Um I, I hope we get A V B, B or Conte So. That's top of my wish list. And I think we're gonna I can see us finishing seventh, eighth, but playing good football along the way. We'll score how many goals have we scored this season? Twelve, 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> we'll or at least fifteen goals more than we have done the last couple of seasons. Um finish about eighth, we'll have one good cup run where we get to a semi final. And every everything's gonna be fine, man. It really is. Again. But if it's if it's not fine, there's only one place to point the finger. You mistakes after Folzen. I think the only way we fuck this up is if Folsen don't back the new manager.
2: Think that's fair,
0: right? I'm going to give you my two penneth and then we're going to call it a night because it's probably been one of the longest podcasts we've done in a while. Fosen are going back to the original plan, going for Julian Lopetegui this summer. They're going to pay him out of Sevilla and he's going to get us back in the European places next season. You heard it here first. Thank you guys for spending your time with me tonight on my Friday night. Um everyone for commenting in the comments section remember to like comment and subscribe to subscribe lads it's free we are that bad lads we appear on social media a lot of the time uh we've got a charity football match a week on uh monday for the mental health charity mind we're playing against the likes of talking wolves uh always wolves wandering wolf uh nick speakman founder of sport for global head of social media man united and a few other people, you can uh, help us donate to the cause at JustGiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash fancast What's your opinions on that? Are you feeling towards that, guys? I know me and Lou have been on the me meeting chips last couple of nights. how are the rest of you feeling?
3: As I said before, I'm like Ledley King. I'll just turn up on the night. Well, I, don't I, was... a I don't fuck about. I don't fuck about with training. I'll just just tell me where to go and I'll play. Yeah. And I'll give was... you a hundred percent. For ten minutes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I felt like a Rolls Royce in there over at all So I can't wait to be in the middle of that park at Molyneux <clears> and kick <throat> someone in the air. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've
3: all pretty much played at Molyneux, haven't we? And, you just, and when you get out there, you realise, fuck, it's actually quite a big pitch. <laughs>
1: it's a massive pitch. Man, I'm
0: pretty <laughs> it's it's even big when you've got flipping little legs like me. I'm all I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking: one run around the centre circle, and I'm going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: no, it should, be, it should be a great day. I'm Look, really looking forward to.
0: Well, yeah, it's be, a game that we well. it's a game that we can't afford to lose, lads. There's a lot riding on it. We've been raising a lot of money for charity. But at the end of the day, bragging rights on social media come full time whistle. Yeah, well, that's that's
2: it, it? and I just hope that I hope that um, the kebab meat and chips are doing you and Luke wonders, mate. To be fair, I hope there's like some. Uh, I hope it's like Canelo steak. I hope it's got yeah. some
1: you are <laughs> fuel. We'll be fine, man.
0: No, Like I always say, form is temporary, class is permanent. Well, exactly. turn up on the day. You two just do your job, and then worry about us afterwards. Uh, yeah, and yeah. On yeah, that now. Thanks yeah, everyone man. for watching. Thank you again to our sponsors: the Sports Shop Kinghamford, Pixel Yeti Media, and uh, yeah, continue to listen to us on the 90 minute Network. See you later.